0: Love is spiritual, not natural. You ever think about that? This is absolutely miraculous. With love, you get the results now. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water. Uh, in deep water, we're, we're, we're discussing controversial issues, social issues, painful issues, issues that, that make us feel stuck in our life, issues that we anguish over to try to make the right decision, or maybe the anguish is that I know what the right decision is, but I can't seem to make it. Um, it, it it's deep water. It, it's, it's challenging. It's hard sometimes. So in those times, what do we do? How do we decide how are you going to live your life in the deep water parts of your life? And today, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Um, you you ever, <laughs> I would be shocked. If anyone who ever sees this doesn't immediately know what I'm talking about when I say those three words because it's been so huge in the media especially in the United States but really all over the world too. So um, we're going to talk about this today and, and I have one request. I bet you've heard a hundred different opinions about Black Lives Matter. I bet you haven't heard this one. So if you'll hang with me to the end uh, I think I'm going to talk about a general solution that um, maybe you haven't heard before, and I would ask you to consider. All right, uh, I'm going to have a special guest today. I don't typically do this, but uh, I felt uh, I really felt compelled uh, to do that this week. Uh, it's uh, one of my one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. I've known him for 40 years. Uh, we were on an athletic team together in college, and have stayed in touch and stayed uh, good friends ever since. And um, I believe he is somewhat of an expert on this subject. Uh, his name is Jimmy Hampton. Uh, Jimmy, come on, come on out. Good to see, you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Thank you so you much for on. being here. Thank you. All right, have a seat. All right. All right. Um, as we go through this, and this this is going to be a little bit longer segment because we want to cover um, everything we can think of that's relevant to this from several different angles, and maybe give you uh, a different a different way of thinking about it, and maybe a different solution or action step that maybe you haven't heard. But as we're going through it. Um, uh, I want you to know uh, I am uh, a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. Um, Jimmy is, uh, is too. He's a brother of mine. He's also a preacher. <laughs> and um, so, Jimmy, just, just for, uh, you know, a couple of minutes, a- as you think about this Black Lives Matter issue, um, what are the biblical, spiritual things that occurred to you related to this?
1: Well, and the one thing that came to me as we were talking about this was the guys, we're, I feel like we're in a spiritual battle because Jesus said, you know, when, when he talked about it, that the battle we fight against, it's not against flesh yeah, and blood. That's it's, right. not, it's not against people with different pigment in yeah. skin and but we have made that. And I think the enemy is, is Satan is, is having a field day with us Uh, mocking us because if He can get us fighting, looking at stuff, at people's color of their skin, then He can rule our hearts. And what it will do, this anger and bitterness will cause our hearts to be hard towards Jesus. And we will miss His power and His work in our lives when our hearts become hard. And we don't understand because we have missed the spiritual implications of what Christ is doing in our lives. And the reason I'm saying that, I just preached about this this past week where the in Mark's gospel where he was talking about the the disciples when he fed the five thousand yeah uh which would have to be more than five thousand because they said it was just five thousand men yeah but then when 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 he dismissed the crowd and the disciples he sent them on across the across the lake and he came about the middle of the night or close to dawn and they were shocked that he was had walked on the water or whatever but he was there with them but the one thing that has been stood out in my heart here in the last week was that he said it, that their hearts were hardened because they hadn't understood that's right. about the loaves and the fish. Wow. They hadn't understood it. And I think, guys, we hadn't understood what Christ has been doing in our nation, the way that he's blessed our nation and has made our hearts hard, that we haven't recognized his goodness yeah. and his glory and his power and we have allowed color, allowed the allowed the enemy to dest- to try to he hadn't destroyed us yet, but to try to destroy our nation yeah. based upon people's color of their skin. Yeah. So it's a spiritual. We haven't seen the spiritual implications of what's going on in our lives.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes critics of um, of the con. I'm not talking about the official organization, but the the concept of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Some of the critics um, say, well, there's slavery all through the Bible. I mean, <laughs> slavery in the Old Testament, slavery, you know, and, and Jesus even said, you know, uh, be a good slave, basically, right. you know, obey your master, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I think you've got to look at things in context. And, and I think the reason G- Jesus was saying that to the slave was for the slave's benefit. I mean, you're already in this situation. You can't get out of it. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, And and exactly what you're saying. Don't let your heart get taken away because you're a slave and your master's mean to you or nice to you or whatever it is. You just be the best slave you can be. But in Galatians 3.28... I think he says what is really the truth about that. <laughs> Paul does, and he says in Christ there is no slave or free, there is no mm. male or female, there is no Jew or Gentile. There we are all one, one in Christ. We Jesus. are all one in Christ Jesus. To me, that is the controlling passage that that Jesus was talking to the slave for the slave's benefit. Yep. Don't let this take away your heart and your life and your family. And, and so, yeah, you're a slave, but this is not what's most important anyway. That's to come in the next life. Just be the best slave you can be and be loving. And if you get set free, great. But, but Paul's passage is really controlling. And, and I'm, I'm told that Paul is the only writer in all of Scripture... Who says he was entrusted with the whole gospel, the entire the gospel. gospel. No one else says that. And then and then my and then the other the other passage, of course, for me is um, when Jesus was asked, What's the greatest commandment? And 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 he said it's love, and if you do that, you've done it all. Uh, everyone watching this, if you're if you've grown up in church or a believer, you know you've heard of that thing called the Golden Rule. Treat others the way you would have them treat right. you. Well, how does that apply to slavery? I mean, does the golden rule apply to slavery? Well it, it applies to everything. If you're a believer, well, there's no way you can have a slave, even if you're nice to them and be doing the golden rule. You're violating it just by having a slave. (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't you... I would agree. Yeah. And and then the last one I wanted to bring in is um, Luke 9. And it's also about the feeding of the thousands. Okay. And at the end of that, Jesus is talking to the disciples and here's what he said. If anyone would come after me, would follow me. Okay? You got that part? If you want to follow Jesus, if you say you're a follower of Jesus, (laughs) you better be doing this because he said if anyone would follow me, come after me, here's what what it entails. Deny yourself daily. Not once. Not a hundred times. Every daggum day, you're supposed to deny yourself, okay? Well, to me, Jimmy, that directly applies to all of this because the problem has been people not denying themselves, saying, hey, if I can make billions of dollars off of your hard (laughs) labor, I'm going to do it. Well, would they want to be the ones doing the hard labor for the... And, and for the uh, black person right. to be the one making the millions of dollars, you better know they wouldn't. They wouldn't trade places for anything, okay? Right. So um, this whole problem comes from people not denying themselves, but saying, no, I'm going to get what I want, and it really doesn't matter to me that much what I have to do to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the opposite of following Jesus. He says, deny yourself daily. And then the next phrase, you know what it is. Take up the cross. Take up your cross. Cross And follow me. Well, what's your cross? (laughs) Your cross is whatever you want that you need to deny in order to do what is loving, what is right, what is in line with the golden rule. Amen. That's your cross. And and to me, Jesus basically says there, if you don't do that, you are not a follower of mine. Because he said, if anyone would follow after me, here's the conditions. Okay? And, And to mistreat you, whether it's today or one of your ancestors 200 years ago, that's not denying myself and taking up my cross. That's the opposite of that. Okay? So, um, we need to fess up to that and say, goodness gracious, were we and our ancestors selfish and and not being faithful to the Lord and sinning the whole time we were doing this stuff? Wow! <laughs> and, and maybe you, maybe they didn't even realize that. Maybe you don't even realize that. But that is exactly what Jesus says. If you are going to follow me, here's the deal. And and mistreating not only blacks, but anyone, anyone, anyone would mean you are not following Jesus. You are not a follower of Jesus, which to me means you're not a Christian. You're not a believer. Uh, because John, John says, you will know them. The you by remember. their love, by you. you will know them by their love. We used to sing that song, man. Yeah. They knowing so, our
1: Christians by their love.
0: But. Yeah. So, 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 in these 300 years, in the, in the, in the, the 50 years since desegregation, do black people know us by our love? Not most of them.
1: Man, you, in, and I know we got a short time here, but the one thing that I, that I think is, we've been talking here. Jesus has called us to be light of the world. Yeah. And I think we as the church, as his body, and, and with, this, with this issue of Black Lives Matter, I was wondering, and just a thought, for those of us that are believers out there, I wonder if we as the church, if, if we would take this to heart, because if, if, the, if, the, if we're the light of the world and, and the community, our society, our nation is looking at us, what do they see in us as the yeah. body of Christ? Yeah, and I think we as a church may have missed this part.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I
1: think we have we we have missed this. We have been so segregated. But I think if we as a church would come out as as a body of of believers, now I'm not talking about the the Black Lives Matter, but you know, as far as all lives matter and take down this wall of Racism and prejudice and hatred. Because if you think about it, if we we're called to be the light of the world as, as a church, what had we done as a church? Um, the, yeah. I guess Martin Luther King said the most segregated hour is Sunday mornings, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we all, when we're, when we said we're one and we're all family, but I can't worship with you because you're white. But yeah. you guys go over there and I think we have, we have. As the church is given the wrong message, if so, if, if we want America to change, it's got to start with us. Yeah, as the as Christ has called us to be the light of the world, not the government, but for His body, for us as believers to come and to love people for for who they are. The first thing he said, you, you got to love God with all your heart and soul and right. strength and mind, and then you you love your neighbor. You love one yeah. another as you love yourself. I mean, yeah. if, if we can do that. Then we we can make start making a change if we yeah. can be where Jesus wants us to be.
0: And you know, and you know what what that brings to mind to me from a psychological perspective is is okay if the pro if maybe possibly I'm suggesting the main problem has been that we've been looking for a solution that's not painful, even though uh, we and our ancestors inflicted. Immeasurable pain over 300 years, then can the church take the lead and say, We're going to do the painful solution that really communicates how much we love and care about you? We've been looking for, I think, I think churches have been looking for a solution that's not too painful as well. So, can the churches take the lead and say, All right, we're, we're, We're going to try something we've never done before. We're going to do a plan, a solution that is extremely painful for us to do, but that we think best communicates that we're sorry and that we love you and how much worth you have to us and to embrace and be one and... um, I, I never really thought of that until you said that right now about the churches. Um, why why couldn't the churches take the lead in that you and may, say we don't care what the government does? Government may never do anything. We're going to do the painful thing. We're going to take the first step.
1: Well, I think you know, the, the, you know this would Jesus didn't call the government to be the light of world. He called us. Right. right. That's right. That's right. And if, if there's some injustice, yeah. yeah in there than than we for whatever whatever that painful solution would be and and and,
0: and, and even if even if I'm not the one that committed the injustice right. i mean that's that's the parable where two guys are going down the road and and there's somebody in the ditch who's hurt and hungry you know it's the good samaritan right one yeah. guy goes right by doesn't you know ba- basically goes to the other side <laughs> right. of the road and does this right the other guy gets down in the ditch helps him, feeds him, says anything else right. he needs, I'm going to pay for. But that guy didn't cause him to be in the ditch. No. That wasn't his fault. But he still did the painful thing to help. And that's, that's what Jesus did. That's he came right. and did the painful thing
1: to help us. He went through... Oh, the, the most painful thing.
0: To to help yeah. us.
1: And for us to be that light, I, I think we can... I, I don't... You know, I know there are some churches now that are... Making inroads. I mean, like the little church I'm at. Right, right. I'm the the second man of color. Yeah, I'm one of the few men of color. So I'm there. They're preachers. So they're they're stepping out and going, "Hey, man!" In in my hometown, in my small little hometown, here I am. and I I think that there's other ministers there in my hometown. They're black ministers. Are part of a um, the, the majority of the congregations are white. Which is, I'm going in my hometown. That is. That is just really cool. Yeah. So I know there are churches that are you know trying to make some end and I know there are other churches, uh, but I, I think the healing's got to start. If, if we're called to be His light, yeah, then I think it's going to start because Jesus is the only one that's able to be able to heal that and, and change, yeah. change our hearts. When we're able to see Him moving, in our and our, heart, our hearts are not hard. When our hearts when we see His power moving in people's lives. What it will do, it will soften our hearts to be able to, yeah. to be able to do what you said, to be
0: able to love, yeah, to be able to. Uh... And, um, ladies and gentlemen, I've been I've been in deep, deep prayer and meditation and research for about a month, knowing that this day was coming, uh, to really try to make sure whatever I have to say is helpful, not harmful, and um, I, I pray to God that that. Is the yeah. case, um, so let's start here. Right. Um, you 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 hear those three words, yep. Black Lives Matter. I hear that. What does often. it what does it mean to you?
1: You know, I, I'm from what they have, they have said, and I guess a lot of this started because of the incidents with with the police, right? And what I'm taking for that you know is finally brought to head that you know the lives for black men, black women, uh, just black Americans that, you know, our lives do matter. I mean, yeah. it, it is important that we have value, we have, um, what is it, that, that we bring value to our nation, that we, we mean something to our, to our nation. And for people to be vocal about that, um, I, I'm just thankful that it's finally come, not come to a head, that, that we can have a discussion like this to right. be able to talk about um,
0: what it's like to be black in America. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. um uh, let, 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 let me ask you a couple questions if okay. I can. Uh, and by the way, um, Jimmy was a major athletic star in high school, running back, right? Mm-hmm. In Kentucky. In,
1: correct. Kentucky, yeah. yeah.
0: So this guy's been a stud in his life. <laughs> now, You have to know this. He is way older than me. That that is true. (laughs) Way, way older than me. So, but, but, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's an old joke between (laughs) us. Um, But let me ask you a couple of serious questions. Growing up to present, have you been discriminated against personally? Because of the color of your skin.
1: Um, Simple answer, yeah. Um, It's, you know, growing up, you know, it was to me the little small town that I grew up in. It was, and I've been thinking about this too, man. I I grew up in in a little small town in Kentucky, um, and like you said, I'm I'm a lot lot older than you, so (laughs) so I so I remember as as a kid. and, and this really is going to date me. I remember as a young kid that me and my dad went to a restaurant, which mm-hmm. we didn't do a whole lot. But I do remember. How old,
0: were, about how old would you have been then?
1: You know, maybe six or seven. Six or seven? Okay, was go a ahead. I kid. Um, and I, my dad and I, we had to go to the back of the restaurant. Ah.
0: And how did, how did that feel?
1: Um, at the time? Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought it was just the normal way we did it. Uh yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean I, I just okay. didn't know, but that was kind of how I kind of grew up. I mean, the things that now that I look back, I'm going, "Wow, man, it shouldn't have been that way." But it was just that's the, just the way that it was back then. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, and you know that same feeling as as a black man, and you know, is something that has way I was raised. It was just that's just the way it is. This is just the way that black people live. This is what we have to do, and that mentality just kind of went along with me uh, as I grew. Um, Just kind of accepting
0: it. How do you think it felt to your dad? Um, Like I said,
1: it was it was just a normal thing. It was just probably that's that's the way it is. We didn't didn't know any difference that it had to, that it should have been different. We just accepted it as it was.
0: Well when I grew up um, I don't remember that and I grew up in a small town too, about 5,000 people and um, but what I do remember is that there was a road through town, mm-hmm. and I was not to go on the other side of that road, yeah. and I didn't know why. And and finally, and and, and by the way, I, I think my parents, as far as white parents and middle class parents mm-hmm. in America go, were not on the extremely. Bigoted side. Um, my dad hired black men, right. paid them fair wage. Um, I never heard the N word in my family; it was forbidden. Um, you know some of those things, but I do remember. Well, why can't I go on the other side of that road? And and I could tell they didn't want to tell me. Well, <laughs> well, of course, to a little kid. Now I'm really want really go. want to know. <laughs> yeah, right. And. Um, and 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 finally they did. And they said, well, that's where most of the at that time they said colored, colored people, people. live and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they live their lives and we live ours. And and that's the yeah. way my parents explained it, but I got to tell you, Jimmy, it bothered me. Well, as soon as I heard that from my parents, and I think they tried to say it in as nice a way as they could, it it hurt me. It bothered me, okay? And I'll never forget one night when I was a little kid, still in footie pajamas, okay? Um, the, I, loved, um, I loved pockets for whatever reason. Still do, okay? <laughs> obviously. Um, but my mom had sewed a whole bunch of pockets all over my footie pajamas because I love pockets, all right? And one night, I don't know how it happened, but during the middle of the night, I got up and and went out of the house and wandered into the colored section of town. Okay, and I remember my parents were just so panicked. But um, anyway, I went at, I went up to a door and knocked, and you know I wasn't afraid. And I remember how how kind and loving and caring and you know uh, let let you're okay you're safe let, let's get you back to your mom and dad and 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 then when my parents saw that it was a colored person bringing me back mm-hmm. home oh man there was this look Shock. and I wonder what's to look for Well, I mean I, I I I was safe I felt safe but they didn't think I was right. safe okay yeah. And, um, and and what we know, Jimmy, is that um, in 1865, in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, under President Abraham Lincoln, slavery was abolished. All right? right. A- that's a- 1865. Okay, you got that date? Right. Got that date. Well, desegregation did not happen until 1968. <laughs> so... That's more than a hundred years after slavery was abolished, and that's that time that both you and I grew right. up. Is slavery was abolished, but but uh, segregation was still in effect, and and that was the deal where that some of you remember where you can't eat at the same lunch counter, uh, coloreds could not use the same water fountain, uh, the same bathroom. Right. Um,
1: or Or in the. You had to go in the back of the restaurant. Had to go in the back, <laughs> in the right? Back. So, and or you had
0: to go in the back of the bus. You couldn't yeah. sit in the part of the right. bus with everybody else. So, yeah. you know that that that's astounding to me that we're talking about we're talking about 250 years of slavery, which uh, the first the first instance of slavery in the United States was in 1619, wow. with 20. Uh, Africans who were kidnapped and sold and brought over to the United States. That's when it started, 1619. So from 1619 to 1865, that's 250 years, there was slavery in America. Okay. Um, So what does that mean? Okay, for 250 years there's slavery. What does slavery mean? Well. Um, I looked up some statistics, all right? In 1865, under slavery, approximately, get this, 80% Mm -hmm. of all exports sold by the United States of America for the gross domestic product Mm -hmm. earnings of the United States, 80% of those were produced by slaves and and at the time that was about 3 billion dollars a year but in today's money it's about 50 billion dollars a year and 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 so 80% of what America was built on financially financially came from the slave labor i mean i mean that's worth a lot of money you're talking you're talking $50 billion in today's money, and we're talking 250, years. To 350 years. So what's what's 50 billion times 200? What's 50 billion times 300? Because uh, what happened after slavery was abolished in 1865 by Abraham Lincoln, many slave owners did not, I mean, they didn't say, oh, okay, you're free to go. No, 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 no. What they did, a lot of them, is would say, okay, you're not slaves anymore, but you are my property and we own you. And a lot of the southern government states upheld that law and said, okay, yeah, they're not slaves anymore. So even though after slavery had been abolished, there were still millions of slaves that Nothing happened for them. It went on just like it had it before. Did. Well, see, I was
1: close to that, um, and my brothers and I were talking about it just a couple of weeks ago. That I, I wasn't aware about the, the ownership and how they they talked about that. But when we grew up in this small town, part of early on, and I don't re- well, I do remember this that our our dad was a sharecropper. Yeah. Um, and and I'm finding out more about my dad. Uh, my dad was uneducated, and one of the things that they would do with a lot of slaves, they wouldn't get them educated. So he was an un- uneducated man, but he married my mom, which she had some education. I think her education went to the 8th grade, and she was very bright. Had some cousins that they all grew up working on this one farm. And so basically, the it was, and what I'm learning is that sharecropping <laughs> is, all, is just a, I guess a more another popular, name, another name for slavery. Because what they would do, they would the the blacks that were on there, and I think there were some whites that were probably sharecroppers as well. But for us, from from a Black Lives Matters point, from my brother we were just a, a generation away yeah. from slavery. We, we, we were right. that close, and and that mentality that's that we inherited from those genera from two hundred years. Of being a slaves, and you know, being a psychologist, you know that you know w- when you go through a- abuse, how it affects yeah you mentally. And I think we as Amer as Black Americans, we have struggled with that abuse, and yeah. had to be able to shake that. Haven't been able to shake that for for a long time, and we're still struggling with that. Yeah, but because I remember as a kid looking back, and we work on there, but my dad, you know, they would work. And so the deal with sharecroppers were, they had to pay, even though they had the the the, the, the white owner would allow them to to work to the farm, the farm, but they had to pay for all the material, all the all the fertilizer, they had to pay for all the all the all the seeds and all the the labor to plant it, and then because they weren't educated, you know, if because my dad, I'm just finding out from my uncle that before he passed, he was telling me about my dad that. When my uncle would go out there to help him work on the farm, that the white landowners didn't want my uncle out there mm. because he could count, yeah, and my dad couldn't. So he, you know, he could end up, you know, by the time the year was over, after they deduct everything that they owed, yeah, they owed the landowner yeah. <laughs> more. So it, it was a yeah. vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah, it, it um, was.
0: It, it was a setup. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a setup. setup.
1: They couldn't win. And so we we bring that that mentality to us, you know, growing up when I did and, you know, well, it's okay. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way that it's supposed to be. And I didn't know.
0: um, And and, and you know what? We would call that in psychology. We would would call that um, uh, mind control. We would call that like uh, cult programming. We would call that, um, you know, that, that's, that's like someone who's kidnapped and you get them back, but they're not the same person when you right. get them back. I mean, you've got to go through hard deprogramming that isn't always even successful, and that's if they're kidnapped for three days. I mean, we're yeah. talking 350 yeah. years. So
1: that's basically that, that mentality that, that we as black Americans have to struggle with and you know, I'm just now feeling. I'm feeling, you know, a little bit better because I knew when I moved to Nashville. I mean, I still had a little bit of that mentality. And and one of the things that helped me was, you know, like you said, I, I did play sports and being able to be there and the camaraderie with with my my white teammates and some one of my best friends was, you know, the white guy and we hung out and we were we were just we were buddies and and it colored didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, so, man, my brothers and all, like, we all kind of grew up that same way because of what our dad and our mom taught us, um, you know, to to respect everyone, yeah. to to love, you know, no matter what their color is. Yeah. And, and we we learned how to, I guess, learn how to live the life and play the game, I guess, whatever. And, yeah. Um, not play the game, but I guess just live the life and as we grew up. But now that we've gotten older to know, um, Man, it, sh- it, sh- it should have been different. <laughs> it should, yeah. Um, and I remember as a kid um, that I was actually, I guess, a part of the brainwashing, that I was angry at Dr. Martin Luther King when he started, because I thought he was the enemy. Because I'd wow. heard that from...
0: Why? Why did you think he was the enemy? Because
1: the, he was stirring up, stirring up, stuff oh, and causing okay. trouble. Okay, and causing I got it, I got it. Trouble, and... Uh, I didn't we're, know. We're going to get
0: in trouble because of him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I didn't know what he was trying to do, and up, up until you know here lately. Okay. Gonna... Because that got white people mad. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't want the white people mad. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't want them mad. This he's he's coming here and stirring up these white people, and they're going to be mad at us. And he's just a he's just a troublemaker. Isn't that amazing? It really was. God. And I'm going. I, I'm going now. I'm going. Now I know what they were trying to do and I see the documentaries now on TV and going and see what they went through. Yeah. For me to have what I have now and see what they went through, man, it 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 breaks my heart. Let me, you know,
0: let me back up a little okay. bit. Something something I should have brought out earlier. So, Black Lives Matter. Um to you, does that mean that white lives don't matter, that Indian lives don't matter, that Hispanic lives don't matter. Um, that, that That's one of the biggest um, objections I've heard, mainly by white people, right. to the Black Lives Matter, is well, I agree with that, but also think that, so, how? and you shared this with me the other day, and I, I thought it was beautiful, so what what's your take on that? You know, I and I'm, I'm, I'm get a drink of my water here. I, I, you know, I think
1: I may have shared with you. I mean, I believe that you know, all lives matter. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, especially, uh, you know, in, in this day in our political climate, you know, you know, we, we're, we got... I, I just don't want the black lives matter. I mean, because you know, I think a lot of people are putting that for the, the militant, um, and all the rioting and looting and and putting that all t- together, but I think the 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 basis of it that i, I what black lives matters is, is that that guys we we are we we wanted the people to see us as see black people as as important and that we mean something that we have significance, and that's what I think that black lives matters I'm not not into all the militant. I'm not into defunding police. So so
0: violence. I'm not
1: in no, I don't think that, that's not what our ancestors went through all they went through is for that. I mean, I think we're disgracing the the legacy of Dr. King and others that, that marched in a peaceful way to just, to get us where we can vote today, where we can actually have the right to be able to vote and have the right to be able to speak. Right. Um, for for the violence and the looting, that hurts me. Yeah. But but to be able to stand and say black black lives matter is is to say guys, we, we we're we're human. We we're we're just as important as
0: white my white brothers, uh, Indian
1: brothers. Um, and and, guess,
0: and you told me that um, you and your son went to that march. Yeah, we, here we, in Nashville.
1: A peaceful march. I mean, my son is seventeen and. He wanted to be a part of that. Cool. He said, Dad, would you come and go with me? I'm going, you know, I've never been to a march, but yes, son, I'll, I'll go with you. But the the deal was that you can't be hanging with me. Okay. And I said, okay, son, I'll go. I'll take you. I'll go with you. <laughs> he didn't you. tell me that part. You know, just, Yeah. He, he wouldn't let me hang out with cool you. You are cool enough. Right. So I, so I went and I stood and... Um, to be there, and my job was, you know, I didn't tell him this, but my job was just to pray. Yeah. And so I was there praying and been able to, to talk with people as they came by. Um, just for him to be a part of that and for me to be a part of that, you know, there was a peaceful march just to yeah. being able to, just to have a voice to be able to stay then, And I was um, very excited to, to be a part of it and just to see all the people. And so what encouraged me more, I mean, there were poor more white people down there that they were black, and I'm going, yeah. wow, that's that's encouraging to see. Yeah, And uh, I think, you know, just to see that yeah. uh, it, it encouraged my heart. But so, to answer your question, does black lives matter? Yes. But all lives, we all, and I think this, if we can get that to know that a life is important, um, and I thought about yeah. one of
0: them. Can well, you can wait, well, well. Uh, in, in, in a few minutes, I'm I'm going to bring in a family analogy. Okay, and, and I'll bring in a little piece of it right now, and that is, you know, if you've got uh, six, eight people in a family, and one family member is struggling or having mm-hmm. a, a problem with something, or pain, or illness, or trouble at school, or whatever it is. Um, you go help that one, right? Right? And and you don't say, well, wait a minute. This isn't fair to help just him because there's five other members of the family. No, you don't do that. You go help the one that right. needs it, and then after that, if another one needs it, you help them, and if another one needs it, you help them. So the way I see it is um, Black Lives Matter minus the violence right. is is saying... Hey th- this is a this is a 350 year problem now up to today right. it's more than that it's it's about 400 years but this was a this was a, almost a holocaust type mm-hmm. problem for 350 years in America and it's time we focus some on these people and help them because we're the reason for their pain right. so so You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, Let's take a a couple more things. Um, I already shared that um, 80% of the gross national product of exports for the United States during that time was from slavery. Mm -hmm. Um, At any given time, basically when slavery got big in America to its end, there were approximately 40 million slaves. At any, you know, this year, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, all the time, there are approximately 40 million slaves. Um, but here's the, here's the one that I just can't get over, Jimmy. It's estimated that up to 60 million mm. black, African-American, men, women, children were killed or murdered during those 300 years. 60 million. Yeah. And you know, we talk about the Holocaust, which is what? Six. Right. Six. And, and that's like the greatest atrocity there's ever been. This is 60 million. Yeah. And, and that's not even... To, and, and the research I did is that rape was just an everyday deal. I mean that was nothing rape was w- way more than 60 million um torture was way more than 60 million and and I mean slaves were, uh, slaves were killed for um uh breaking a dish slaves were killed for um a, a sheep accidentally getting out of the pen uh I mean just stuff you would not even believe that was that was so painful for me to, and, and a lot of that stuff, I said, okay, wait a minute, is this just some crazy website, you know? Because there's so many of those out there. But no, I researched and no, there, uh, others are agreeing and these are credible people and this is real. 60 million people, many times that, in rape, torture, etc., Over about three hundred and fifty years, and you know that time when you and I were alive Mm -hmm. was uh, as little kids Um, was just on the edge edge, of the lynchings, the the lynchings that were way after slavery was abolished. A lot of them, Um, and uh, I'm not aware of any of those in in the town I grew up in, but I bet fifty years before that there was. Uh, Or or maybe 20 years before that. So, anyway, what we're talking about with this issue is, to me, one of the most horrific things that has ever happened in the history of mankind. Not just, not just, oh, well, this is something we should probably see if we can figure out. Uh I mean, those are two different things. And I'm, uh, I'm reminded of of President Kennedy in one of his most famous speeches where he says, um, we have so much more in common than not. We all breathe the same air. We all (laughs) want the best for our children. We're all human beings, okay? Um, So we need to unite. It was his message and and love each other, help each other, support each other, unite as a human people. people. Right. Amen. And, and um, uh, my doctorates are in natural medicine and psychology. And I did some research in that too. And one thing that's really interesting mm-hmm. to me, Jimmy, is that um, you and I, biologically... Are probably much more alike right. than you and some other black men, as far as biologics. Right, uh, you and me are more alike than you and a black woman. Right. Um, I am more like you biologically than a lot of white men we could find. All right, right. And, and and one sweet lady, I love the way she <laughs> put it. She said, um. We're all the same inside.
1: We all, are I the mean, I we all mean, have the same parts. I mean, do you have a do you have a liver?
0: Yeah, um, got
1: that, got all that.
0: You got a brain and, and a gallbladder and all, I mean I mean inside we're all the same. We're the same, and 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 even biologically with the pigmentation difference, I am you and I are more alike. Then I would be if you compared my biologics to a lot of white men and the same would be true with you right. comparing your biologics to a lot of black men. And, and yet, we're supposed to be these horrible enemies that are terrified of each other and want to kill each other and, you know, all this stuff because there's different pigmentation to our skin. I mean, it, when, when you really think about it, it it's, it's kind of absurd. I
1: mean, it, it is I me mean, just because the pigments. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's you know, it. I'm supposed to hate you yeah. because of yeah. that. Yeah, and, really. and, and, and you know what? Uh, most Italian people have a different pigmentation from white Caucasian American. Uh, a lot of Europeans have a different pigmentation. Uh, all Asians have a different pigmentation, right. but that, that may be another discrimination area too. But... Well, among people who there is no discrimination, there's a pigmentation difference. So then you're saying, okay, this much pigmentation cha- difference is okay, but this much pigmentation difference isn't. Oh my goodness! How ridiculous could it could you ever try to be? Okay. Um, Okay, and, and, and I really do, I want to bring in a family analogy of this, because it's the best one I've been able to think about. Uh, and, and that's what President Kennedy said, basically, is okay. that we are all the human family, okay? Uh, Martin Luther King, of course, um, we, we, we're all one, we're all more alike than we're different. Um, uh, we should be about love and joy and peace and supporting each other. Gandhi, Gandhi, yeah. who's one of my favorites, said, um, you know what? In the end, truth and love always wins. Right. It's one of the most famous quotes in history. He said, he said, for a time, it may appear that a dictator or tyrant <clears throat> is winning. But in the entire history of mankind, it's not true. It's never happened one time. The way of truth and love, right. in the end, has always won. And then Jesus, my favorite, Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, they ask him, Hey, what's the most important thing in life? Sometimes he didn't answer them. Or, or sometimes he was so smart and clever, he would answer something that, you know, like, okay, let him who's without sin cast the first right. stone. They weren't ready for that one. <laughs> that's not, you know. So he did that sometimes, too. But but on this one thing, hey, is there something that's most important? The, the The greatest commandment, whatever. And he said, yes, it is love. And if you have done that, you have done everything. You have kept the whole law. If you do that, and, 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 and what has happened with blacks, African Americans in America, to me, Jimmy, it's so simple. It's the opposite of love. Well, it's, you, selfish. it's selfi- selfishness of the worst kind that I'm going to get what I want to the degree that I will kill, torture, or rape you to do it.
1: Well, it goes back to what you brought up—the family analogy. Yeah. And if I could deal with that, yeah. yeah. If we're family, then as as Americans, and I guess you know, just thinking about that family analogy and Black Lives Matter, if 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 the majority considers me an American, yeah, then we're family. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so right. I so I guess what we're trying to do is say. You know, Black Lives Matter. If 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 I am part of your family, then treat me like family.
0: That's right. So and and you know something to me that proves that. Let let's say let's say um, um, that I'm a bigot and I think you're lower than me and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But we happen to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, we're in an elevator and there's an earthquake. Or we're somewhere, and all of a sudden, here's aliens. I mean, I'm being kind of crazy, but but, but something really bad happens where both of our lives are in immediate danger. Oh, like so, the so, foxhole. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do we do? Do I say, do I say oh, gosh, this is going to kill me if I don't do this? Do I say, oh, but you can't help me. I'm not going to work with you because you're black. No, there's no way anyone would do that. They would say, Okay, let's work together we, on this so we, we can get out alive. Amen. Th- we're, we're here. I mean, just
1: like the foxhole. I mean, when you're in yeah, the, I've heard because my brothers are in the military, but when you're in the foxhole, pigmentation yeah. is not going to matter. That's when, right. When bullets are flying over. That's and, right. And we're in this battle. I mean, uh, to to be Americans, and you know, if we're going to, you know, it's hard for an enemy to come out and destroy us, destroy us from the outside. If if we're going to destroy ourselves from the inside, if right. we can never learn to to love each other, to be together. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, to go back to this whole first question, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. If we are a family, if we are all Americans, then we need to treat each other. It shouldn't, we've yeah. got to get to the point where it's no longer them and, yeah. and us. It's, That's right. It's, it's, it's got to be we. That's we, right. We We, we Americans. And we're gonna to stand together and, and and being able to love and yes, black lives matter, Asian lives matter, even the un, even the babies, these unborns, these every every life matters because we are Americans and we gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna be the, the kind of light that God has
0: blessed this nation. And that and that's, that's and that's what the founding fathers did. I mean I mean, all men are created right. equal. And all men have the right, and women, children, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, it's right there in, in that document when America was founded. And, and, they, and then when, what those men said is, this is what America is going to be about. And, and we're still hundreds of years from that not struggling because we don't want to live that. I I I want it for me, but not for you. Right, because if if we're not considering me
1: as human so it goes back to so every human has the we the pursuit of happiness and all of that, but you know, this just for for me because I'm the majority. Yeah. Um but you you minorities y'all get to tag along and have some of the crumbs. I mean, yeah. So
0: Okay, let me, let, okay. Me, let me do a little more on the family analogy. Okay. When, um, when my wife Hope and I, uh, we have two children, had a lot of trouble having children. Hope had uh, several miscarriages, didn't think we were ever going to be able to have kids. We had Harry. And then when we had Harry, we thought we were done because seven years go by and nothing and took us forever to have Harry. So, and, and that was fine. We were happy with Harry. But then Hope gets pregnant. And with George. Mm -hmm. And um, the doctor says, doctor comes in and he says, okay, I've got some news. It looks like George is going to be a Down's baby. Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, it's a little bit of shock at first, but then we were, after some prayer, we were really fine with it. I mean, some of the most loving kids we'd ever seen were Down's children. So we were really fine with it. But, but, let's say that George was born and he was perfectly healthy. Let's say that didn't happen. Let's say he was Downs. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, are we going to operate our family and say, okay, George doesn't get anything that Harry doesn't get. And George doesn't get any special attention that Harry doesn't get. And when George, you know, can't do uh algebra two like Harry can. Are we George, what is the matter with you? Why I mean Harry's doing algebra two. Right. You just are not trying hard enough. You need to try harder. You need to and 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 when we're out in the backyard, uh playing baseball right. in the backyard, okay? And Harry is, let's say, uh not downs, uh pretty normal brain functioning right. and all that. And Harry's good at baseball, all right? But George is Downs, so George can't hit it for his life, all right? He loves trying to, but he can't do it. So do we say to George, George, no, you cannot have an at-bat because you're not nearly as good as Harry. We're only going to do it for the people who are really good. And 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 that was one of the things that happened um, after the desegregation laws... At, Yeah, after the desegregation laws were passed in 1968. That's one of the things that happened, is that um, so black people start applying for jobs, and they start trying to go to college, and they start trying to do all this stuff that maybe most of them, uh, throughout their whole family, no one had ever done that. But they try to get in college, but they don't make as good on the test scores as the white people. Alright? Right. So so what do we say? Okay, you can't go to college because we're not going to give you a white person's place right. because they scored better on the test scores than you. Well, to me, that's not a fair comparison because you're talking about 350 years of slavery, right. murder, rape, oppression, no education. Right. And you're saying you should be able to do accounting just as well as this white guy whose dad was an accountant, granddad was an accountant, <laughs> great-granddad was an accountant. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, what you do is you say, George, go ahead, take a swing, and, 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 and let's, let's change it a little. Let's say George is not Downs. He's just not as good an athlete right. as Harry. All right? So what do we do there? Do we say George, you don't get an at bat because Harry's better than you? No, no. You say, come on, let's give George a chance too, you- and, and let's and let's throw him a hundred balls instead of ten, and maybe he'll get better. Okay, and and you know what? George ends up being a better baseball player than Harry once it's all said and done. All right, but if you if you have this thing that says only. The smartest, most qualified, right. best test scores, um, regardless of any other factor, Right. then it's like saying, to me anyway, it's like saying to the kid, no you don't get to try because you're not as good, even though with a little coaching they might become an even better accountant than that white accountant.
1: And I got a perfect a- analogy not analogy, but something that would go along that. I think yeah. For speaking of that, for opportunities out there, and I think for, for most black Americans that, that want, want to succeed, a lot of it has to do with exposure, being exposed to you know, you know, the, the learning of being exposed to things. And, and I'm thinking, for, for me selfishly, when I, when I came to school, I, I had the degree in business management. I have a degree in business management. One of the classes that I that I took uh, was uh, finance, and we had to read the Wall Street Journal. We had to learn about stocks. Yeah. But I I was probably the only one in class that had never. I didn't. I I knew nothing. Yeah. I mean, I had no exposure to that, and it was by the grace of God that I actually made it through that class. But all these other guys, you know, they're talking about stock investments and. And, and you're now, like... It <laughs> was, because I, I I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But, but now that I've been exposed to it, not that I'm a big-time stock, but, you know, I know a little bit about the market and how to be able to do that. But I, I just wasn't exposed. Yeah. And, and for me to try to compete, you know, to get an A in that class, I and mean, yeah. if the professor hadn't, by his grace, under, probably understood that I didn't know that. I mean, I, I just... Yeah. But I think if if we just, like you said... Had the opportunity, yeah. What you know, it's going to be a little bit different for me. But if you give me a shot, yeah, a fair shot. Give me a yeah. fair shot at yeah. it. Yeah, let, let just let me get in the game, coach. Yeah, that's, all, that's yeah. all I need. I just want to play. Yeah. I won't be the best at this, but I can. I can grow, and I think we have the ability to do that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and as a family, and it, and one thing that is so amazing to me is to me, I'm not saying this for you. But to me, the blacks are superior to the whites. I mean, look at sports. I mean, what good we cow. On? I mean, we can the, do the, that. The, the, the blacks dominate sports. Right. Look, look at some of the top uh, Nobel Prize winners and, and, and PhDs and, and uh, so many of them now that are coming up with these out-of-the-box solutions right. that no one else ever came up with are blacks. Um, oh, what is his name? I, I can't believe I forgot this. One of the premier medical doctors in the world. Uh, he ran for president last time with Trump. Oh, wow. um, and, and he's dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. Okay, and he's dyslexic. But he, he may be the top medical genius in the world. He was the very first doctor ever to successfully separate Siamese, Siamese twins, wow. and um, no one had ever done it before. One of them had always died, but because he's dyslexic, he sees in three dimensions in a way that other people don't. Okay, and so he's been do- he's been able to do a number of surgical procedures that no one else, black, white, yellow, green, <laughs> blue, have ever been able to do. And um, and, and and so he was going to do that with the Siamese twins, and they kept asking him, okay, are we ready to do it? And And every time, Jimmy, he would say, no, I can't see it yet. And then, finally, he got to a place over weeks and months of praying, meditating, mm-hmm. and he said, I can see it. I know how to do it. And he went into that hospital room. He did the surgery. And for the first time in the history of the world, they both (laughs) live. And now that is the way you do it. And no one else could figure that out. So one of the things that's ridiculous about all this to me is that... uh, for for whatever reason, you guys seem to be better at everything than we are. Well, I won't say everything, but you know, <laughs> God God is
1: he has blessed us through, you know, with the athletic
0: ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can
1: we can do that. You can see that in in the sports. If if there were no Black Americans, yeah, uh, we wouldn't have an NFL or an NBA. It, well, it would look a lot be, different. It'd, it'd be different. We, we'd but, be bouncing the ball. <laughs> 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 we'd be still doing the the five pass room. Yeah, Everybody touch the ball before you shoot kind of thing. But yeah, but yeah we, we have been blessed to be able to do that. And with the ability, with the right opportunity, we can do, like this doctor, and yeah. I can't think of his name either. But Oh, I
0: can't believe uh, I forgot that. Uh, and, but anyway, back to the family for just a second. So what I'm trying to say is every single person alive, if you're watching this, it's true of you. In your family, if someone needs extra help, they really? get it. Right. Uh, unless you're just cruel, I mean, right. and, and don't love your kids. If somebody needs special help, you get it. If a kid needs uh, medicine, right. the family doesn't say, well, no, you're just going to have to die. Because that would take money away from the other kids, right. no, you don't do that. you say no, we are spending that money that we really don't have for the sake of this one person in the family, even if the rest of the family suffers some because right. of it um and 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 we do that in uh businesses. Mm-hmm you know if 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 uh if someone's having if we're in the same company and we're all working together to produce a product or whatever and one person's having trouble ah let's see if we can fix that let's see if we can figure it out right. so we can produce the products more efficiently and make more money and 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 all that so we do it in almost every situation in life but we pull out this one situation which is racial mm-hmm. And say we're not going to do it in that. If they need extra help, they've got to get it on their own. They've got a. Uh, we're not. We're not helping with that. They've got to... And, and and to me, maybe, maybe you could make a case for that if it was totally level playing field and everybody had had all the same opportunities right. and and stuff like that. But. This is the opposite of that. This is 350 years of rape, murder, torture, no education, and being denied even basic civil rights. And and what you said, I'm going to go into a little more, this, and that's the psychology of that. And you're right. Um, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the psychology okay. of it for a minute. Um, when I was about five years old, um, our house burned down. And... I will never forget it. I mean, I can remember it today, like it was yesterday um and they got me out of the house. I coughed a little bit, there was some smoke, my bedroom was on the second floor, but everybody got out okay and then we we it's like the whole town was standing on the sidewalk, watching our house burn, which was sort of surreal. but after that, I had a trauma about. Okay, I'm going to bed, but I can't sleep because I'm worried something's going to happen. I'm worried the fire's going to start. I'm worried I'm going to start inhaling smoke. And it took months, if not years, for me to get over that trauma. I remember when my grandfather died, and he died in a from a car accident, not a normal death. I had nightmares for months about... My grandfather dying, okay? When someone goes through a trauma, it changes your psychology. Yeah. It changes how you think. It changes how you feel. It's a trigger. It's a, it's a, uh, some people call them hot buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got a i i i i got a button about that. Or, or, yeah, you got a button about that, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and most of those buttons are traumas. And, um, for, for many years, I started teaching Jimmy um, 25 years ago that traumas are passed down from generation to generation. And a lot of my peers told me and were very critical of me say, saying there is no scientific evidence at all that traumas or even memories are passed down. Well, about five, six years ago, here come double-blind studies out for the first time saying, guess what? trauma okay. memories and especially trauma memories are passed down in the sperm and they're passed down in the RNA. And so when when someone has a trauma that's there forever. The unconscious mm-hmm. mind prioritizes that because it it was a life or death issue. Okay? Okay. So if I have five traumas in my life that's then I have a harder time living a normal life than if I had one. If I have 20, I have a harder time than five, yeah. okay? And then, when I have children, those trauma memories are passed down to my children and then their traumas are added on top of those, okay? Well, what do you think the trauma would be? Watching your father hung and lynched right in front of you? Yeah. What, 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 what? Think what and, and and here's what I would here's what I would ask if you're watching this okay and uh, that was a great um, the thing that made me think about this for the first time was a, a really cool movie with Matthew McConaughey and um, Samuel L Jackson and Sandra Bullock and at the conclusion of a court case uh, a little black girl had been um, beaten and raped oh, and stuff like that. To kill a Mockingbird? bird? No, that, it wasn't no, that. No, no, um, no. It was, I think it was called a time to kill. Time to kill, okay. Um, but anyway, they were going to turn the kids that did that to her free, all right? And Matthew McConaughey's the lawyer, and at the end of it, he described what had happened to the little girl. He said, I want you to imagine a body, um, you know... Uh, that is soaked with their semen, their urine. Uh, they threw full beer cans at her head and body and her bones are broken. She can never have children. Things like that. And and you could see in the movie, you know, they were, mm-hmm. they were picturing, he told them to close their eyes and imagine it. And they were, but it didn't look like it was affecting them a lot. And then right at the end, he said, now, imagine... The little girl is white, and she's your daughter. And you can just see all of the jurors were like, oh gosh, and they'd never thought of it that way. And, and I'd like to ask you, if you're watching this, try to imagine your father being hung in front of you, your mother being raped in front of you, your sister being raped, your brother being castrated, your brother being killed because he let the sheep get out of the pen, etc 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 and 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 then imagine this happening over three hundred and fifty years over and 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 generation after generation mm-hmm. after generation and those trauma memories being passed down and then the next group of slaves pile all of theirs on top of that and then it ends up with you growing up in Kentucky and feeling like Martin Luther King, please shut up. That's right. You always You're messing things and... up, and they're gonna they're, we're going to get in trouble, and these white people are going to get us. And, and, and I would say that's yeah. the direct result of that, of that generations of trauma being passed down over and over and over and over. I, I never thought about it in that depth
1: of detail, but you know, I do feel that, as I said before, that it has something that's been passed down for us to be able to feel that way. Yeah, Yeah, It must have been that that trauma because it has affected us. And now we're seeing the results of of generational abuse and whatever's going on when people are revolting or rioting in the streets because that's the only outlet to... Mm -hmm.
0: No one's going to understand unless I'm... Yeah, and let me ask you a question, or maybe you should be asking me this question. But um, if... Let, let's say a kid sees his father hung or his mother raped or or one of those horrible things. Is it then reprehensible for the person who witnessed that to be angry about it? No, I mean no, no anger is part. Oh gosh, um, I, I, to me, to me, just, that that's uh, to me, that's getting. It backwards. Yeah, we. Have the, you don't get mad at the person who's angry. They're the ones that were mistreated. If you, it, you, the person who who needs to be set right, is the perpetrator. Right. The one who committed the crime. Although it wasn't a crime a lot of the time, right. but it was a crime. It was a crime against humanity. And, and and that's another point I wanted to bring out. If these things happen today. They would be crimes against humanity, mm-hmm. which is the most serious crime anyone can ever commit. Right. Okay, that's like a Hitler or something. Okay, but um, so I would really encourage you, especially if you're white and watching this, imagine that happening to your family or your friends. How would you feel? And then imagine what that might do to your family. Over six or eight generations with it happening in every single generation,
1: yeah, I mean my, my brothers and i we we've we been angry now that we we're, we're old enough to look back and see and yeah anger, you know, you know why would the guy treat treat our dad that way yeah, I mean, why would they allow that to happen, but uh, once again it goes back you know that's just the way it was, yeah, and that's
0: the the hard part for us to get over. So, so so, to me, I, like you, I'm against the violence 100%. Right. But the person who's angry, man, I want to embrace them and say, you have every right to be angry. Yeah. And if I had gone through what you and your family or you and your upbringing, if I had gone through that and were in your situation today... I would probably be angry too. In fact I might be way angrier than you are. Well,
1: if you think about this, I mean I, I just thought about we were talking, think about this. The 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 black Americans in which I'm very thankful that I'm here in America. I'm very yeah. thankful to be be an American, to be part of the American family and I'm very grateful for what my ancestors went through on my behalf. Yeah. Um but the black Americans are the only ones that have were forced to come
0: here, right? That's right. And every
1: other immigrant, I mean, yeah. they they come here because they're and so, you know, for the Hispanics and others that have come here, Asian Americans, may, it's not the same experience. Well, and, and it's not the same thing. And so, so for Black Americans, for us to say it matters is going, yes, you, you know, you know, talking about the three hundred years, we were forced here. We've gone through all of this, and they're still not considering us part of the family, even though. Yeah you know the 50 billion, even though the billions of dollars that were made on the backs of of, yeah. of my ancestors re-
0: re- really the foundation the, of today's american economy that and we're still started trying, there
1: still trying to fight for the respect i guess that's it yeah the respect just because of the pigmentation of my skin that we would do this and that trauma of being forced to come here as the only Minority group that has been forced to be here. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you're saying we need something, um, I don't know, a payback or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, get we'll a, get to that okay. in a minute. I, I want to go one other okay. place All before. Right. I want to go one other place before that, and that's the uh, police situation. And um, and some of this started with uh, Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. who. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know that he had ever envisioned it becoming what it has. Right. But he kneeled at the national anthem instead of stood, and he said, um, "It was. It was in. It was to. I don't. I don't remember how he put it. But it was to. I don't remember the um, whole draw attention to um, a black person being killed by a white policeman." Um. In a way that was unfair, not right. Okay, mm-hmm. and and we know that that's happened multiple times right. since uh, then, and, and since then, in places <laughs> around the country. But this is a real problem. Um, wh- what's your what's your two cents on um, the police situation in regard to the Black Lives Movement and just Black men and women and children and families and that. That situation.
1: One of the things I thought was really neat, um, one of the white elders at a little church that I go to, and he asked me, Jimmy, have you talked with your son? And I'm going, well, Yes, sir, I have. We, we talked, and what he meant was, Have you had the talk? Yeah. Um, and he wasn't talking about the birds and the bees. The talk. <laughs> the talk. And so I'm going, Yes, sir, I have. And we've we talked to our son about the whole idea of, you know, if you do get pulled over. You know, how to how to speak, how to be. Yeah. Uh, wow. How to how to address me. You 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 said, you know, as far
0: as holding your hands on the air and, and you and, had to do that. I, I, had I, I to mean do that. No, no, give me a second. You did that I did, I because did. you had to believe if he doesn't act in a certain way, something bad might could, happen, could happen to him just because of the color of his skin. Yeah. And yeah, and okay, I've had go, to, I, I go go ahead.
1: I had to experience it, so I had to do that, had to have, and I'm going, Yes, sir. So I, that's had, the talk. I, so I've had the, I've had the talk with, with our son, but I, I had the, the personal experience of getting my first uh, DWB. What's.
0: Oh, <laughs> is that. Do yeah, right. while black? Yeah, I okay. did. I, had, I, I didn't know what that I, meant. I, had, I just
1: heard that on, a, I guess it was a show called Blackish or something, and I'm going, DWB. Oh, huh, I'm going. <laughs> uh, so I I experienced that yeah. uh, just a year or so ago. I was coming through a very affluent part of um, Nashville, uh, headed headed home. It was a sunny afternoon, man. The sun, and I think yeah, you know, I probably had on my smooth jazz and had the windows down, and I was cruising. And so I was coming through this community, which is a four lane road, and it's a big thoroughfare. Everybody goes through there, um, and but it has a history of, you know, being a lot of police there because it is a, a very affluent community. They have yeah. police out there a lot of, a lot of times. More so, money,
0: more police. Yeah,
1: so I was coming through that community, headed home, and uh, I saw the policeman park maybe a mile or so down the road. I saw him on the right. I saw that. And, and so, of course, me, I knew the speed limit was about 40, and so I was right, so seeing the policeman ahead of time would be foolish of me to to drive 50 miles an hour, so right. I, I was driving the speed limit. I was right along with every every other car that was in there, and everybody else was probably white. So, you know, I came there. He was he was here, and the stoplight was there. So I went past went past the policeman at the stoplight. When the when the light turned green, I I I pull up, and the policeman came, and about. 20 feet pulled me over.
0: Ah. Uh, What'd <laughs> he say?
1: And he said, sir, do you, you know how fast you going. going? I said, well, sir, I, he pulled me over and I said, well, what's, what's the issue, sir? And he said, well, I need to see your driver's license and registration. I said, okay. I, and then I, I did it. I, this was before a lot of this stuff got blown up. I said, well, sir, I am reaching <laughs> to my glove compartment to get yeah. my driver's license <laughs> <laughs> i registering. If you don't mind, I'm, this is what I'm going yeah, so yeah. to do. So I had to do that and he said, yes sir. He said, well I was clocked to you uh, that you were speeding and I'm going, and this is what I said and I'm going, sir, I understand if you need to give me a ticket I will accept that but there is no way yeah. that I was speeding. Yeah. There's no way, sir. I saw you. I knew better I'd come through a lot, and I was just hitting on but I know that, but I just had my radar gun, he said. I just had it recalibrated. I'm going, sir, I, you may have, but I don't believe it was right. But I, I know I wasn't speeding, but, you know, I'll be glad. I will take your ticket, and I will. I will pay your ticket, but I wasn't speeding, sir, and I yeah. know that. So he did. Wow. He, he took my license, went back and came, came back, and by but, the grace of God, he did give me a ticket. He said, you know, you just be careful, sir, as you're driving out here. And I'm going, you know, if, if, he had, if he had taken the radar, he which he never showed it to me, he just said that he had it recalibrated. Because usually I've gotten a ticket before, yeah. which I deserve, because I was speeding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy showed me, said, well, sir, this is, this is what I clocked you at. Yeah. This guy said, you know, you were speeding, you were going 55 miles an hour. When, when
0: you know you weren't.
1: it's I yeah. no way, because I was coming to the stop sign. Yeah. With me going 55 miles an hour in a 40-mile-an-hour zone and at a stop sign, Yeah, there's, there's no way. And, yeah. I, and I explained that to him, sir, and I was very courteous, wasn't trying to be belligerent or
0: anything like that. Yeah. But, 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 but someone else who wasn't you, who was also black, might have a little attitude because they know they're not speeding. Right. And yeah. I, I knew
1: better than that because I knew, and I'm going, sir. And I did. I said, because you're at right. it at the top with <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sir, I, I know. And I, sir, I will, I will take your ticket. I, I understand you got to give me a ticket. You got to do your job. I understand that. But I, I know I wasn't yeah. wow. And, I, and so he didn't give me a ticket. Good. Good. But it, but it was, it yeah, just prove
0: me that. I've gotten more than my share of tickets, and I've never had that happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, so he he never he he said, "Well, sir, be careful." I okay. Said, okay, but that was my first DWB man. Okay,
0: <laughs> so so, do you see any solution or any action that, uh, as far as the police issue with Black Americans?
1: You know, you know, my my job, I got a policeman that lives right next door to me, and which I you know I pray for him. I mean, they got a tough job.
0: Yeah, they do. Um,
1: they really. Um, and I, I thank the Lord for for the for those that are out there serving for us because they're meant to protect us mm-hmm. um, and to watch out for us and to, to bring, um, if they weren't there, I, mean, I can't imagine what our society would be if we didn't have police. It oh, yeah, would be, right. right. be anarchy. I, mean, right. I, I guess that's, that's right. what in our society, a lot of people are looking for. And yeah. if they got that... It would be a crazy place to live. I
0: don't I don't think they would like what no, they got. No, I know they, they won't, man. Wanted it.
1: But you know, for our policemen, um I, I think it would have to take some part on 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 as far as black America, we gotta take some responsibility for this. Um for some of the incidents. And I think what I went through, you know, if, if I if I'd gotten and if I would been Escalated it because, well, man, you just pulled me over because I'm black. You just doing yeah. that, and which you know, I could have said that, and yeah. which it would I? I believe that was the only reason he pulled me over because that was, yeah, based on everything else, he had no reason to pull me over. Yeah. Uh, maybe just profiling, but um, if I had handled it different, mm, yeah, it could have been different. So yeah. I think for us as Black Americans, when the opportunity. If we do get, you know, pulled over or whatever, DWB, DWB, man, if if we can, <laughs> 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 but depends on how how we handle it. I mean, yeah. how we deal with the situations, um, and we got to take in consideration these guys are under pressure, and it goes back when they've been, they seeing the worst of humanity yeah. on a, on a regular basis. That's right, and. Then for someone, you know, you're asking someone to do something, and they're giving you an attitude, or maybe having a reaching in that pocket or something. Your natural instinct is to protect yourself. That's right. That's right. And man, yeah. it just happens to be a lot of the people that have have happened has been black, and and I know there's some racist policemen out there. I, I know that. Yeah. And you can't weed those out, but I think. Um, you know, I guess, you know, for us, we just gotta make sure that we're, we're vigilant on the respect that we show them. Um, and, I,
0: and I wanted to address something about that too. Uh, first of all, I think there needs to be change. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree that we need to defund Oh no. Um, police departments, but I do think there needs to be better training and and uh, you know one thing, and there's been a lot written about this. Uh, I think it's called the Blue Code or something, mm-hmm. where um, many police departments around the country have been uh, found in particular situations to be corrupt. A lot of them having to do with drugs, mm-hmm. where the policemen were taking kickbacks and and uh, things like that. Right. And 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 um, and the Blue Code, as I understand it. Is you don't ever rat on another policeman. You don't ever give up another policeman, even n- almost no matter what they do. That's right. going against the code, okay? Right. I think that code has to end. And, 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 and so that one policeman, uh, without fear of recrimination or maybe even death, is, is willing to say, hey, maybe first go to the guy mm-hmm. and say, hey man, that's not cool. Uh, you, you're you're DWBing. That's not cool. <laughs> okay. But then if the guy keeps doing it, that guy needs to feel comfortable. That officer right. needs to feel comfortable going to a superior and saying, I don't want to be a rat, but He's DWBing, and <laughs> and I've gone to him. I've asked <laughs> him not to, and and that superior has to support that, right? And not hold the code that no, we are not going to do anything to our fellow policemen. I mean, we've got each other's back, no matter what. Well, you don't do that in a family either. I mean, right. I mean, you're going to love them no matter what. But if someone in your family is is killing people or stealing or or whatever, you know, and you love them, you know, you're going to say, hey, uh, or if they're addicted to drugs, let's help you stop this and start living better, okay? There needs to be some training of of we're we're responsible to America, we're responsible to our superiors, we're responsibility to our community, to not be bigoted, to treat everyone the same, right. to and and if it, and if an officer's not doing that, there has to be a way without fear that that officer can report it. And 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 maybe not for the person to be fired, but for them to say, "Hey, you, you've been DWBN, What's <laughs> what's, what, what's going the deal?" On? Um you know, please, let's not do that anymore. We're not here for that, okay? Right. And then if they don't get in line, maybe then they're fired. But, but you know, that sort of thing. But I wanted to talk about profiling for a second okay. because um, that's one of the big issues. And, and you mentioned it, too, in that traffic stop of mm-hmm. yours. The psychology behind that is that we have a thing called the unconscious mind definition of the unconscious is you don't know what it is. That's the definition. Okay. Alright? And the issue with that is that your unconscious has override control 100% of the time of your conscious intention. And and here's how it happens here. Is a policeman is trained to not be bigoted, Mm -hmm. to not do DWBs, to not do violence unless it's Um, merited and and all that sort of thing. And maybe that's even their intention. But they go into a place where they, like you said, know okay, this something's weird here. My life may be in danger Mm -hmm. here. Okay? And then they see a shiny flash that looks like it might be a gun okay right. well it is possible that a person's unconscious mind can override their conscious intention for their own survival instinct and they are meet, and they react really without even thinking and it, and it's a it's 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 our survival mechanism right. it's a it's a it, they do it before they think and 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 there are times that that could be wrong okay right. but a person cannot be always in charge of that mechanism of their brain if 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 their brain gets information that says to their unconscious Danger. mind you may die in the next 5 seconds if you don't shoot Sometimes that is very or even impossible to control, even right. though you're trained not to do it, and that's not an excuse. But but I think it's something that needs to be built in to the training. It is is okay? Okay, you may get in a situation where you think you see a gun, and your mind causes you to reach for your gun right. without even thinking and start to do something, you need to, you need to pause when that happens at least a second to ask yourself, is that what's really happening? Is my life really in danger? And, and I think a lot of times that question is never asked. It's just they get it. They're in a neighborhood, and they know that people with this color skin tend to commit a lot of crimes in this neighborhood. Right. And that's different. In some neighborhoods, it's black skin. Right. In some neighborhoods, it's white skin. In some neighborhoods, it's uh, uh, Hispanic, more color skin. Right. Okay, but the cops know that. They know. Okay, in this area, I've got to watch for this. Right. In this area, it's something else. But in this area, I've got to watch for this. So they're there. They know their life could be in danger. They, they, they see something that maybe their mind misinterprets. Mm, haven't thought about that, that was not a gun. It was a pack of cigarettes. But they had already drawn and were shooting before they cause really, to make sure it was a gun. And and that can be a terrifying thing because in that two or three seconds, if it is a gun, right. I might be dead. Right. Okay. So so I did want to at least bring in that element of the problem that it may not always be a a bigoted or bad cop. Right. It may be a mistake.
1: Right. And I, I and, agree with that. And I, I think if if we can
0: know that, and I
1: think, if, if 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 most of the the incidents like that are happening with 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 blacks, maybe, and I I don't know how, how to say this, maybe is that well I guess I've I've said it before. We we need to be more aware, based on our the pigmentation in our skin, when we come in contact with law enforcement. How we conduct
0: ourselves. We we got to we got to we got to go that extra mile. We gotta well, be... I just thought of something. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay, but but what I was saying before about you know those traumas being passed mm-hmm. down through those generations. Well, those traumas can also be passed down through generations of
1: cops. Yeah.
0: Where their dad was killed or their great grandfather was, was shot. Of color. Or, yeah. 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 And so now they think they see something. And it's reaction. So, so yeah. I think what you're saying is that maybe realizing we have a history with the cops, yeah, we need to take that into consideration too.
1: That's part of. I think that's part of our our responsibility because we we seem like we're putting a lot, as we said before, we're putting a lot of pressure on the police, and when they're in a stressful, yeah stressful, stressful job. Right. So we owe it to ourselves um, to be more diligent in, in the way, all right, realize that there is a bias towards us. Okay, I, I got that. I know that. That's why I have the talk with my son. Yeah. All right, son. We, we know this. Yeah. This is what you have to do. Right. No matter what. So that's, that's our part. Now, if, if I'm doing what I have to do, and then if someone, an accident happens, then that's going to be on them. Right. Then that person needs to be dealt with. But yeah, for us as black Americans, Black Lives Matter, we, we got to do this. We got even though we can't change that. I mean, this has been 300 years of history. Yeah. And we can't change it overnight. Yeah. What we got to do, we got to be able to take responsibility for for ourselves as black, yeah. all right, guys. We know this is the, so if we ever get pulled over if we ever in an incident where we're with the police, we have to be respectful we gotta we gotta be- i gotta be careful, yeah no matter what um so i, I think that's that's that may not be the best answer, but I think that's yeah a place to start man and,
0: and I wanted to add one thing to that, and then we'll kind of move to our last um thing that I had to say okay. Um, I've heard from cops that there are three or four kinds of people that want to become a cop. Okay. Okay. One, it's a family profession. Their dads were cops or military, right. granddads, great granddads, etc. Um, number two, somebody wants to serve. Okay? Mm-hmm. They want to be of service. Same reason someone might become a senator or congressman, although I, I have doubts <laughs> yeah. about a lot of them, uh, that they just want to serve, but I'm sure some of them do. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, one is that they just need a job, and they think it's something right. they'll be good at, and they have an intention to be good at it. The fourth one is somebody who wants to have authority over another person. Man, if we could find that fourth type in every police force in the United States and say thank you, thank you. but uh, we'll give you uh, a bonus check and and go, go find something else to do but we don't need you on this right. police force if we could find identify get rid of those guys um and gals um i think that would be a huge step but because i don't think that's the majority no, uh, of no. the uh, of the cops or military i think that's a minority but those are the ones that we're hearing about they're, all the time. They're
1: the one that gets depressed. Yeah,
0: that's I mean, right.
1: So maybe you psychologists, maybe you can come up with the test. <laughs> How's that? I'll, I'll get to work you, on you that. You get to work on I'll that and all the other that. things you're doing. Work on that test with yeah. the police to determine. I'll get to work on that, that. authority part. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Let, let's let's move to my last thing. Okay. If you have something else, that's fine. But. Um when I was thinking and praying about doing this, I thought you know I really don't want to do it if I don't feel like I have something to add. If I if I don't have something to as an action step. Mm-hmm. Um that I'm not saying would be a total solution, but might be a step in that direction. And it it really shocked me, Jimmy, what I came up with. Um over about a month period, and and it was this. Um, I believe that the biggest problem in this whole thing is that the ancestors of the oppressors are not willing to go through pain in order to make it right for the ancestors of the oppressed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I, I think that is at the root of this whole thing. I think if we could get over that, we might be able to do things that we can't imagine would even be possible now. And, and let me go a little further. Um, I, I've heard all kinds of suggestions and I, as I've been researching this. I've seen all kinds of suggestions. Uh, one was, one was, um, you know, every every black person that can trace their ancestry back to slavery, we should ju- the government should just write them a check for a half a million dollars, or a million dollars, or a hundred thousand dollars, or whatever. Just a cash, you know. We know. Some things can never be made right as far as, as you know, this equals the worth that was taken mm-hmm. away. And this is one of those things. You, no amount of money will will make up for killing someone's father right. and someone's husband. No amount of money will make up for rape and torture and things like that. But. You try to make it right, and, and and going back to the family thing, you know, if you've got two kids, and like I have, and one of them wrongs the other one, you know, steals their toy or steals their candy bar or punches them in the nose or whatever, right. all right, well, you, you try to make it right. Okay, you stole this candy bar. I want you to go buy him a candy bar and give it to him.
1: Right.
0: You, you, you punched him in the nose. Um, I want you to do his chores for a month. You know, whatever. And and we do that in business, too. You know, if someone is, is part of a company and they're not pulling their load, okay, right. and it means a harder load for everybody else, well, they're, you know what? We're either going to lower your pay or you need to find another place to work right. or there's a compensation. I got you. All right? That that is at least a I am so sorry about this. I know it doesn't make up for it, but I want to do what I can. Okay? okay. That's a demonstration of my heart. And, and, to me, and that's what it is to me. And um and, and so I found a lot of people suggesting things like that, but then Inevitably, it would be, but that would bankrupt the co- country. That bankrupt the country. We can't bankrupt the country. Or that would mess up the economy. Or that would mess up the stock market. Or, or uh, another one was, uh, uh, they shouldn't have to pay taxes for ten years or twenty years or or for life or or, or whatever. But no, we couldn't do that. That would mess up the budget. And and and. And and I really thought and prayed about that a long time, Jimmy. And what I came to is, you know what, that's probably true. It probably would bankrupt the country. It probably would mess up the budget. It probably would cause some really significant pain Mm -hmm. for especially white America, okay? Right. But you know what? In the long run, that may be the best thing that ever happened in America, even if it did bankrupt the country. Um, To me, when when you try to make a spiritual wrong right, Mm. even though it causes you enormous pain to do it, there is always... A blessing in that—that that usually really surprises you, and it's like, "Oh, wow! I, I, I wasn't even thinking about." It. But, man, that feels so good now. I, I, I'm at peace now. I'm, I'm, and I think a lot of that would happen in the country now. The downside is if the country goes bankrupt, it goes bankrupt for everybody. Right. Yeah. So there's less opportunities and all that, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that's what we should do. I'm not saying we should write a check right. or or nobody pays taxes. But what I am saying is I think the problem for the last, well, what is it? Not from 1968 <laughs> primarily to now. What is that? 40 years? 50 years. That's 50 50 years. years. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for the last 50 years is we're trying to find a solution that's not painful. And not painful especially to white Americans who maybe by and large are ancestors of the oppressors for those 300 years. And Jimmy... I think that is the wrong choice. I think, I think we need to look for a solution that is painful to us. Um, I mean, think about, think about that. How much pain was in that 350 years of slavery? Oh. I mean, you can't, you, you, it's beyond words. You, you, you can't even try to describe that, how much pain that was. We're looking for a solution that's not painful. Yeah. There's not one, no, and there shouldn't be one. I believe the solution should be painful, and that's why we missed it. Yeah. And 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 I don't know what the solution is, but I believe there is a solution that is painful for me and the ancestors of the oppressors. Even if my ancestors didn't actively kill anybody or whatever, that's still sort of you know, white, Caucasian, European, American, okay? I think there is a solution that is a painful one that would at least be a step in the direction of saying, here's how much we do value you. We are willing to go through this pain now even though I'm not personally the one that did it. I know it happened, and I know it happened with some of my ancestors, and I'm willing to go through that because I value you so much. You know, and
1: I, I, I would appreciate,
0: I appreciate your heart. I think I may have
1: shared that with you before, just to hear that. And I, I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. And like you said... One of the things that you were talking about, one of the things I was thinking about, um, and we, we've talked about the abuse and all those kind of things, and I thought about the AA and uh, yeah. the people who have gone through. One of the things they, they do when people are recovering, they go back, uh, I think they're supposed to, you know, for the people, once they realize what they have done, they've the alcoholic or the drug. They make amends, they they yeah. go make, they go and make amends. They and they go to the people that they've hurt. That's right. Mostly. That's right. And make amends and, and confess that. Yeah, that's right. But I don't think our, our nation has ever done that. I don't think we have. Mm. No, I don't. And I think this. Uh, I think if, if we want to talk about Black Lives Matter, I think if we would just, if someone were going to say, guys, we know what we did was wrong. Yeah. Right. We are absolutely, we are sorry for that. You are part of our family. Yeah. You are Americans, and we, I mean, I don't know if money is not going to be the issue, but if they're going to write me a check, yeah, I'll take it. But it's <laughs> not, I don't think that's, that's the issue, but I think if if there was, like you said, if there was hey guys all right we know but i don't think we've ever had that we've never they they have tried to
0: i think the solutions we've we've tried but have never, been ones that we have been ones that the people said okay we'll, we'll try this and but but that won't cause us any problem really cuz it's going to be problem. painful
1: for for them to come and and, and co- confess them because one of them is you don't... When when the drug addict or alcoholic, man, that's painful for them to to admit. Yeah. Guys, I, I've hurt you. What yeah. I What I did selfishly, what I thought was right, I have hurt you. Right, and I am, I am sorry. Yeah, that's right. We have never. So I'm thinking, just this. I think that's what the Black Lives Matter is saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah and 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 so, I think the reason you and I are doing this is we don't say we have the solution, but do you have you can you think of an idea <laughs> that maybe that maybe we could do um but if you're looking for one that is painless, I don't believe it exists no. but what is the painful one we can do? That will start to heal these yeah, wounds. I think,
1: like I said, that that would I think as a if if the leaders of our nation would would make, us say, guys, you you guys do matter. Y'all are important to us, and and I think even though that's painful for them to the humble. I guess as the Lord says, to no, humble ourselves before yeah. if, if for them to humble themselves, um, and I'm keep saying them. Our leaders, I man, I, I'm sorry yeah. about that. I see this, it's a brainwashed kind yeah. of thing—is them and us. But yeah. uh, as the leaders of our nation would would take that responsibility, and, and for us as Black Americans to to be able to accept that, um, and, and, you, and and to move on.
0: And you know, I think one of the problems with with maybe in the past with not being able to accept it is it seems hollow. It, yeah. The, it was, the, the attempts have seemed, okay, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, here we but it, but it, but yeah, go. But it, but it didn't, it hasn't seemed sincere. It, it hasn't seemed I'm willing to go through pain myself for you. Um, and And I think that's, what's needed. So wh- whether, uh, Oprah, if you've got some idea, uh, <laughs> you probably would, um, or, or anyone, um, what is the painful solution that maybe could start to heal this? Um, and, and I think it would be worth going through the pain, and we would be blessed many times over for having done that.
1: Right, and I think that the Lord has kind of blessed us with this opportunity. You know, dealing with the pandemic and all this stuff, yeah. I think it's just brought all this to light. Yeah, uh, and given us the opportunity to have a, a conversation like this, to bring it out and open to talk about, put it out there. Hey, yeah. guys, what is what is the solution to bring
0: healing? Yeah, um, yeah, and to, and, to this. and you know, when we, after we get done with this one, Jimmy, and everything's great, then we can do. Hispanic lives matter. Yeah, we can... uh, 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 Native American lives matter. (laughs) Right. Uh, So we can... Yeah. So yeah, we can
1: get it all worked out, man. Yeah. This is cool.
0: But um, uh, let's together start talking about it. And and, and not with violence, but uh, we've got smart people who have way better ideas than I do. Or maybe even than Jimmy does. But... um, we got to quit looking for the painless solution and looking for the one that will work regardless yeah. of of the pain. Yeah. So um, anything else you want to add? No, I, I, I appreciate your heart, man. And for you
1: guys out there for just to be able to talk about this, um, it's tough. And, you know, I've never been able to talk. I've never talked with anyone about this before. Uh, so I'm excited and, you know, hope you guys take it to heart. Maybe, like I said, maybe we can come up with a a good plan.
0: Well, I love you like a brother. brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And and, uh, thank you for watching. I know this was pretty long, uh, but I felt like it was important that we cover uh, as much as we could the whole thing, not just part of it. So uh, thank you and uh think about it yourself pray about it meditate about it talk to your family talk to your friends talk about people talk about it to people at work and um i i i i think there is no way possible that there's not a solution but it's not going to be painless mm-hmm. so what's the painful solution so do the what 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 is the thing that can be done that will really make a difference and start to turn this around, whether that is painful or not. it—that's irrelevant. The important thing is what's going to work to heal the wounds, to unite, to... you know, and that's what Jesus said, too, is He said... He prayed to God before He left the earth, and He said, let them be one, as you Let, and I are one. That was the whole.
1: That was the beauty. And you think about it in, in, in Acts, where the churches came, when they all five thousand people, yeah. man. And, and I, I share with people a couple of days. I mean, I, a lot of times when, as in in my black mind, I would often, and, and I know you don't, this is one of you a, don't have a black mind or whatever. It was, it was like you know when I read the scripture, it's pink. I, I, I would, I would only in the pink mind when I read the scripture. Sometimes I would only read it. Even though the the white culture, I would see everybody as white. Yeah, yeah. In that, in that, cr- in that, and that's crazy yeah. for being a black man. But when I when I read that, you know, in five thousand, I'm going, "There's no way that it all could be white." Even though, yeah, they were they were different. Yeah, colored people oh, yeah. there, and they were Absolutely. all together. Yeah, and I think church. That's that's where it's got to start. It's when we come together, no matter what the color of the skin is, is that when we come When, when if, I, if our society saw the churches being what Christ wanted us to be. Yeah, it changed the world. The world. It would change the world. And that's what he wanted. I mean, that's, that's right. what he wanted that's is right. the world to be changed. But we have we have missed that. That's
0: right. That's and right.
1: I, I think, you know, this. all of this stuff that's going on now in society is maybe waking the churches up to be able to see that
0: God has called us for something greater. Yeah. Pain, pain means sacrifice. (laughs) Let me tell you something, if you don't know this, sacrificial love will do more for the giver than the receiver. Okay? And we're scared of it because we're scared of the pain. But every single time, 100% of the time, sacrificial love will do more for the giver than the receiver. So um, we would love to talk with you. We'd love to talk with whoever wants to talk. Um, You may come up with better ideas than we do. We don't have the concrete solution. But um, I do believe we've got to quit worrying about how painful it is and just do what what works and what heals and what brings us together. Um, pain or not, it will be worth it many times over. Um, the Lord has showed us what is good.
1: Yeah. To act justly, yeah. to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. That's right. That's That'll work.
0: So, Jimmy, thank you so oh, much. Man, thank you, man. And um, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. And um, we, we look at this, I think, as a beginning, not... An end, right? And um, maybe we've uh, had an angle that you hadn't thought of. Maybe we haven't, but um, we want to be part of the solution, not the problem. Mm-hmm. So, have a wonderful, blessed day, Thanks, guys, and thank you.